From VT Digger, I'm Mike Doherty. This is The Deeper Dig. This week, the Delta variant of the coronavirus is driving a new surge in COVID-19 cases across the country and a much smaller increase in cases throughout Vermont. Health authorities say the Delta variant is far more contagious than previous strains of the virus, but the vaccines are still effective at preventing severe illness and death. But with case numbers rising both nationally and locally, how concerned should Vermonters be? Leora, thanks for jumping on. Hi. Leora Engel-Smith is VT Digger's healthcare reporter. I feel like we've been getting news pretty much every day this week about the Delta variant, whether it's coming from the CDC or from other studies that are out there. And the picture seems to be that nationally, this is driving a whole new surge in COVID cases. And what I want to pin down today is how different is that picture in Vermont? We have the highest vaccination rate in the country, some of the lowest infection rates. How protected are we? How worried should we be? I mean, we've seen a small, just a very modest increase in infections in Vermont also because of Delta. We continue to see slightly higher numbers of cases, but importantly, our hospitalization and deaths remain very low, a sign that our high levels of vaccination are keeping Vermonters safe. But of course, because we have such a high vaccination rate, we don't see like this huge jump that other states are seeing kind of like in the South and, and everywhere else in the country. So uh, Dr. Mark Levine this week said in a conference that we have some Delta variant in the state, but the folks who are in the hospital right now, they're all unvaccinated. He mentioned that there was very little breakthrough infections and compared with the folks who are unvaccinated, they make basically the bulk of the new infections. The main reason why we still struggle with the virus, even here in Vermont, is the cycle of increased transmission of virus among the unvaccinated population, which continues to lead to more opportunities for mutations and the production of more variant strains. That's evolution in real time occurring right before our eyes. So the evidence so far, the data that we have so far shows that the vaccines really are working. And and given that Vermont has such a high vaccination rate, I think we're kind of around 84% right now, that we are fairly well protected. Is that kind of the assumption that we're making here? Yes and no, right? It depends on you. So if you're healthy and you're vaccinated and you waited your two weeks and you got your two shots or the one shot for Johnson & Johnson, then yes, you're protected or you may, may be a little bit more protected, but you can still get coronavirus if you sort of come in contact with folks who are infected, say you were traveling outside of the state. And then if you were immune compromised or somehow medically fragile, that could cause issues too, because right, your immune system is not mounting as much protection as you would expect. And so you could get the, the infection way, way more easily. It does seem like this week we've learned a lot more about what you referred to as breakthrough cases, these cases where you still get an infection, even though you're fully vaccinated. What did we learn from state officials this week about what they've seen in terms of breakthrough cases in Vermont? So we've seen very few breakthrough cases. We are seeing a slight uptick because Delta is just a little bit better at spreading. And actually, the CDC just said this week that it's 
even more contagious than like Ebola and the flu and the common cold, but the vaccines are still working. They're just not working as well as they did when we had the other variants circulating. Last Tuesday, the CDC announced new guidance that even vaccinated people should go back to wearing masks in indoor public settings in parts of the country with substantial or high COVID transmission. At the time of that announcement, no Vermont counties had a high enough case rate to fall into that category. But on Monday, CDC data showed that universal indoor masking was recommended for both Chittenden and Essex counties. State officials said in response that no new mandates or restrictions were planned. The biggest thing that health officials said this week was, if you're not vaccinated, now is the time to get vaccinated because you still get protection. You're going to be less likely to get hospitalized and have complications if you are vaccinated. While a lot of attention is paid to so-called breakthrough cases, the real message here is if you want to avoid getting or spreading COVID-19, and if you want to make sure you recover if you do contract it, we hope you'll get your vaccine today. Or at the very least, talk to a trusted healthcare provider about it. The best tool we have to defeat the Delta variant is vaccination. And then beyond that, you know, if you're traveling elsewhere and you're going to a place where you may have been exposed to coronavirus, or maybe you traveled to see family in the South or whatever it is, we got some recommendations to get tested. So sort of when you come back, get tested to make sure that you're not transmitting the virus or have the virus in your system. If you're vaccinated, you could be asymptomatic and still transmit the virus the same way as a person who is unvaccinated. So that's really, really important. And then all the other things that we sort of expect, like if you have children who are not vaccinated, you definitely want to sort of continue the precautions that you've used all along, which means kind of stay outdoors, have them wear a mask, wash your hands, and just kind of stay abreast. Like Vermonters need to pay attention to what's happening right now. It's not like time to panic. But it is definitely time to pay attention and just to kind of watch because things are changing very quickly. And what we're saying today might not, might not be up to date tomorrow. Hmm. This seems to be changing so quickly that all of these things that we've talked about might evolve in the coming weeks and months. Right. And that's how it's been with this entire pandemic. I mean, now it's even, it's a little bit different because before there were guidelines for everyone because all of us were not vaccinated. And though some of us were at higher risk because we're older or have a condition that makes us more vulnerable, we all kind of needed the masks to protect us. And now some people are vaccinated and some people aren't vaccinated. And so that creates sort of this differential, almost two worlds. With these two worlds, like they're different rules. With all of that, Vermont has such a low case rate that it seems that state officials are really okay with the wait-and-see approach. And so that means that we're not going to get a ton of guidance right now. We're just going to keep the status quo until officials sort of figure out what, what else we need to do or if we need to do anything else. When we come back, what experts think might change in the weeks ahead. Just a quick message from our underwriters. RK Miles is a third-generation, family-owned building material supplier founded in Manchester, Vermont in 1940. The company has become a leader in providing products and services for both residential and commercial building projects, offering lumber, doors and windows, decking, paint, hardware, tools, and so much more. 
Now with eight Vermont locations, RK Miles is positioned to serve the entire state. See what a difference it makes working with an independent building material supplier. Visit rkmiles.com to learn more and find a location near you. I know throughout this week you've been talking to experts about how they think Vermonters should be interpreting all this new information that we've been getting about the variant. When you've been talking to doctors and other medical personnel, what have they been saying? I spoke to Tim Leahy. He's an infectious disease expert at University of Vermont Medical Center. And he said, like, if you don't want to look at the graphs and like try to make decisions that are, you know, maybe it's too complicated. The biggest thing is to sort of think about, first of all, your threshold of risk. You know, are you really afraid of getting infected? And if so, you should wear a mask. It doesn't matter. You know, it's not going to hurt anyone if you wear a mask in a place where your risk is really low. So like, you know, I think if somebody is medically, you know, otherwise pretty healthy and they're fully vaccinated and not massively risk averse, I think that it makes sense not to wear a mask in all but the rarest of circumstances. So Which would be? What's the rarest of circumstances? Like what? Uh, well, like, you know, like personally, I do not wear a mask in the grocery store and I do go out to eat, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I have to wear a mask at work where, there, where I'm surrounded by vulnerable people. Again, it depends on who you are. So if you're a person who got the vaccine, but you're immune compromised or have a transplant or something like that, then again, you need to take more precautions. The way I would put it is, I think there's no way to avoid that our behavior has to be shaped by local epidemiology. The numbers Mm -hmm. have to shape us. Unfortunately, it looks spectacular in Vermont, so we don't have to have lots of restrictions. And who you are. If I had a a transplant, even in Vermont, I probably would not go out to eat. Right. You you want to continue. You, we have a very good, safe, and effective vaccine, but we we also want to make sure that we take that risk of getting COVID as low as we can. And mm-hmm. by that, you know, we take those decisions in our daily life. But what makes sense? I talked to a Tufts uh, infectious disease specialist as well, Gabriela Andujar Vasquez. She spoke a lot about the fact that folks are confused about the naming of the different variants and that it was, it's really important that people understand that these are just different versions of the same virus, but Delta is just the most powerful version. And so that requires us to sort of take more precautions and to sort of reevaluate where we, where we are with the pandemic. I think that the, what people are confused is that, you know, when mandatory, not mandatory, should it be, should it not mm-hmm. be? I, I think that at this point, in terms of masking, it, it should be advised in the population that are more at risk of getting infections, even though they're fully vaccinated, and then give the person the, the tools to make that decision for themselves uh, once, you know, they're fully vaccinated and they have a good immune system. So she's basically saying it's important for us to at least stay aware and, and kind of have a knowledge of what this is and, and why it's out there just to kind of watch our backs, essentially. Yeah, we may have had a period where we thought that, like, we are going to be past the pandemic and where we, we sort of got out and we thought, like, man, this summer is going to be different. It is different, but it's different than what we thought. We are now dealing with a new stage of the pandemic, and we have to sadly adapt with it. And we don't know what it means for next year or the year after, or even for like students going back to school. But like, there's hope in that all the vaccines that we have right now that that are approved in the United States are still effective against Delta. What do we know right now about 
this fall when students are going to return to K through 12 schools, knowing that all kids under 12 are unvaccinated and kind of taking in this new information about the contagiousness of the Delta variant, how does that change things? Well, we don't know quite yet. Um, the state is still sort of working through its guidelines. Uh, before we learned about uh, how contagious Delta is, we heard from state officials that we're planning to sort of return into in-school instruction and that Governor Phil Scott seemed to sort of signal that he will issue guidelines, but sort of let districts decide on their own sort of what to do with the guidelines on a case-by-case basis. So we don't know any more, but we know that we're expecting there's going to be uh, new guidelines hopefully coming out either next week or the week after. But I think that with Delta being as as contagious as it is, there might be sort of a chance that the governor and the administration are going to reevaluate. A lot of folks are calling for perhaps doing universal masking in schools, even though we have really high vaccination rate, but it's it's kind of unclear what's going to happen at this point. Got it. There's been some talk about whether or not booster shots might be on the table down the line. What do we know about that so far? So the FDA does not yet say that we need to get a third shot. So, you know, it might be something that we'll end up getting very soon, but not yet. So studies are underway right now. I know Israel has a study and there are a couple of studies in the United States. Some studies are sort of thinking about a universal booster. Some studies are more about are thinking about just giving boosters to folks who are maybe immune compromised or otherwise weakened somehow at risk. I mean, really, everything changes day to day. So it's kind of hard to know what's going to happen next week. I want to circle back to what you were saying before about how these more recent developments are giving this summer a a different vibe from what we expected and that we had gone in anticipating being at a certain place in the pandemic. And it turns out we're, we're actually maybe a little bit further back than we were expecting. It seems like that is really frustrating for people and really confusing for people. Do we have a sense of when we might kind of return to the place where we thought we were? It's it's really hard to know. I've sort of heard in other states that the rise of Delta and maybe a little bit the, the, the sort of fear of Delta is driving folks to get vaccinated. And that's good. That's a really fantastic sort of outcome. The more vaccinated folks we have, the faster it is that we can sort of stamp out or at the very least kind of curtail um, deaths and, and cases from coronavirus. But, you know, it really depends on, on sort of what percentage of vaccinations we're going to get to. And then if folks are going to decide in, in some of these like very high transmission areas to wear masks and, and you know, to do the things that the CDC is saying, or if it's just something that they're going to say, well, man, I'm so tired of it. I'm vaccinated. Why should I wear a mask? So, right, those are two things that really, really matter here. Sort of the other thing to think about is that scientists kind of expected this, like us, like normal mere mortals. We didn't really think about the pandemic, uh, you know, beyond like, hey, this summer is here. I mean, at least I know I didn't. I thought to myself, like, man, summer is here and life is back to normal. Welcome to 2021. Right. I got the shot. And that's all the protection I need. Right, right. But then now we know that the virus mutates. We know this because we know it from the flu uh, virus and from other viruses that are similar to coronavirus. And so there was discussion already that the vaccine might end up being slightly less effective as the virus changes. And so Delta is sort of the latest one and is 
the most contagious of the bunch that we know of right now. And it's doing exactly what we expected. The virus is trying to sort of evade the vaccine. And so there are chances, there's a chance that there will be another variant down the line that will be even more strong than Delta, that would be even more sort of the immunity that we get from the vaccine would be even a little less. But then this is where scientists have said, with the technology that we have, we can adapt the vaccine really quickly and release a booster shot, just like we do with the flu shot, right? Once a year, uh, scientists look and see what mutations are out there for the flu, and they formulate the vaccine, and you go ahead and get it, and then uh, you're protected for that year until next year. And so it's possible that coronavirus is going to sort of end up being one of these vaccines that we get just booster shots whenever we find the vaccines just lose their efficacy. Got it. But in the meantime, it's just all the more reason for people to kind of just stay aware of what's happening around them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I know it's kind of, it's really easy to sort of say, hey, we have the highest vaccination rate in the country. That's fantastic. But, you know, Delta doesn't really care if somebody comes to your community and they have coronavirus, like there could still be sort of substantial trouble for us. Got it. Thanks, Leora, for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. The Vermont Department of Health this week published new data on the spread of the Delta variant in the state. While only a small number of COVID tests are also tested for variants, the limited data does show a major shift from last week. The data published Wednesday showed 48 samples of the Delta variant spread across eight of Vermont's 14 counties. Last week, there were seven Delta samples in only two counties. On Friday, Vermont reported 55 new COVID-19 cases, the highest single-day total since May 14th. You can read more about the Delta variant in Vermont at vtdigger.org and find all of our COVID-19 coverage in one place at vtdigger.org slash coronavirus. You're listening to The Deeper Dig, a weekly podcast from the VT Digger newsroom. Search for it and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll get new episodes as soon as they land. We use music this week by Blue Dot Sessions and Poddington Bear. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Digger Newsroom. See you then.